We're going to start our singing today with this song. And I love this because as ransomed children of God, we can sing a song that not even the angels can sing. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child and forever I am. Let's open today with this great hymn. This next song tells us of a little story. One night a man named Nicodemus came to Jesus and despite all his learning and all his religion and all his history, he asked the simple question, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus told him the simple answer, you must be born again. 2,000 years later, that answer hasn't changed. There's only one way, it's through Jesus Christ, born again. It's all because of Calvary. You may think 
find salvation and the only way to find contentment and we do spend our lives looking for that don't we we search high and low Solomon said it's a chasing of the wind to look for it in this world this next song says it's like chasing pretty rainbows that lead nowhere we spend so much time and effort and and find only discontent restlessness heartache broken dreams and all along, Jesus is waiting with arms stretched wide open. Give him those broken dreams and shattered pieces and let him turn them around. Give them all to Jesus. Let's close with this.
What a blessing, what a blessing to have these young men entertain us with godly music, with heavenly music. And thank you very much, young men. And may the Lord use you more and more and more in his church. You know, uh, they were singing broken toys. Uh, aren't you, aren't you, uh, Disappointed that the toys of this world are broken. Every toy that you cherish and like and we get in this world gets broken somehow. And then, uh, and reminds me what Spurgeon said. Spurgeon said, let's put the toys away. And he goes on to say, no one who has seen Jesus die can go into the toy business. No one who has seen Jesus die can go into the toy business. We are in serious business. Christianity is serious. Any other religion that people try to embrace, they are playing with toys. And guess what? They get broken sooner or later because there is no other foundation to build on except the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Who remembers? on this is tough a very tough question and you have to get ready for it okay who remembers three years ago i will analyze it for you don't you worry three years ago 
on Super Bowl day what I preached on. Don, how about that, huh? No one lifted his hand. I can't even remember myself, but, <laughs> but I, when I preached one third of that message, I promise you, I said, well, this is a series. I, would, I hope that I will continue this series on three Sundays. And I said, well, I'm going to preach, uh, uh, no, no, part two today. So, but if uh, you're not going to tell me what I preach, part one, Ron Cooper, then we are going to have problems with you. No, huh? <laughs> I had to dig it. If we dig it on the internet, you'll find it. It was Super Bowl day three years ago. ago. And, uh, well, but I have to refresh my memory. Yes. Without the notes, I can't even remember it. Oh, Nick, don't try. <laughs> don't try. I titled the message, and if you go back to their intro, you'll find it there, because I don't want to uh, uh, pretend that it's a new one. Uh, let us set sail. Let us set sail. They say, okay, now I said I will analyze it for you. They say if you go to college, school, college, whatever, and then uh, you are uh, sitting, men, if you go to um, any of your uh, uh, schools when you uh, go to work, when you go work for big companies, they say, that's what they taught me, that you will retain the very first 24 hours, 20%. The first week, 10%. After two weeks, may God bless you and be with you. <laughs> I found that to be true with me. Unless there's something that we can practice and keep it. But retention, the retention of the mind, retention is not that good. So I don't blame anyone. I don't ask you to think about it. And I want to read from Mark 4. You have your Bibles? We have our Bibles today? All of us? Amen. All right. Mark 4. We got used to that. Get used to carry your Bible. Bring it to every meeting. There is nothing better and nothing. This is the sword. Mark 4. It's the story of Jesus calming the sea. Verse 35. Mark 4, verse 35. And on that day, when the evening had come, he said to them, let us go over to the other side. And leaving the multitude, they took him along with them, just as he was in the boat, and other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. And he himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And being aroused, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. 
And he said to them, why are you so timid? How is it that you have no faith? And they became very afraid and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Amen. In this version, I said, I will give you a, before I go to part two, and if I ever get to part two, because you know what the Lord gives, since you don't remember it, I'll do part one. Oh, uh. <laughs> this was a, an experience for the disciples that they've never been through before. And the Lord did that miracle when they thought they were going to die. They thought. But he was in the ship. And the Lord wanted to teach them a lesson. And from this lesson, we see that the Lord is Lord over creation. They did not experience that before. They healed the sick. He did miracles, but they never have seen him with an encounter with the creation. He is the creator. He can talk to the wind. And we can talk to the wind for 20 million years, and the wind will not change its direction. But only God who created the wind can talk to the wind and change it and quiet the wind. This is your God this morning. This is our God this morning, the God of creation. The Bible says, for by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created by him and for him. Praise God for that. And he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. Forget about the atoms. Forget about dissecting things. Forget about the scientists trying to find out the origin of, uh, uh, of the world. It's not a Big Bang. It's nothing else. It's God's word creating the universe, and it became what it is today. And there is coming one day when he is going to burn this whole creation, heavens and earth, and change it to fit you and me. <coughs> Excuse me. To fit us with our new bodies to live on this beautiful earth that he's going to create again forever and ever. Are you ready for that? Get ready. Amen. Now, Jesus came at this moment and he said to the disciples, let us go over to the other side. And I want the very first thing I want to talk about the call. The call. What did he say actually to these people? And I want to Talk about see we don't remember it, but I wanna I wanna try and remember these things. I put some notes here. He is telling them, cut the rope. You know every ship has is tied to the 
those people who go, who go fishing, they know that the boat is tied by a rope to the shore. He's telling them, cut the rope. We're going to sail. Today, the world will witness and is witnessing what is happening. Our world is getting going too far to the side where we deny the Creator, we deny the power of God, we deny religion, we deny anything that brings us closer to God. Do you agree with that? This is what's happening in today. And let me tell you one thing. We are exhorted at this very moment, each and every Christian, to hang on to the foundation that we know and what we have. But he is telling us, in order to hang on, you've got to follow me. You've got to be with me. So wherever I go, you will go and you will follow and you will obey until this world one day will change in a twinkling and of an eye. At stake is our testimony. At stake is our life that we have received in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the call is Christians. And then I will talk to those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Christians, cut the rope. What do you mean by this? Leave the past and move on. That's the way I understand it. Leave the past and move on. Have you moved on? Are you still hanging into the past? Are you still hanging to old religion? To what you got from mom and dad? I was talking to someone the other day. He said, but Adel, what do we do with tradition? I said, what kind of tradition you're talking about? I said, tradition are there to be broken. I'm, knocking about, I'm not talking about moral tradition. There is only one tradition, as far as I understand it, what's written in the Bible. That gives me the ABC of life, how I should behave, how I should treat you, how you should treat me. This is my foundation, and this is my tradition. What do we do with the tradition? In other words, what do we do with what, what we have inherited? Religion-wise. You sang the song and you heard it. Master, what, I, what shall I do to inherit? The kingdom of heaven. What did Jesus tell him? You, I know. He started telling him, we know that you are a great teacher. He said, stop there. Let's stop everything. You must be born again. That's my tradition. How about yours? Have you cut the rope? There are so many people, they get saved. Or they want to get saved. And they make the first steps. And they start walking. But they have to go back to the old friends. 
somehow the old style of life. And Jesus is saying, cut the rope. What a, let us sail. Have you cut the rope? Did you throw off every, any, anything that is hindering you from going forward with Jesus Christ? You know what the Bible says in Hebrews 11.1? 1? We are called to lay aside every encumbrance, every weight. And the sin which is so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance. Are you ready to do that? Did you do that? And if you don't know Jesus Christ yet, what is holding you? What kinds of weight? Oh, we're having fun in the world. You know what? The fun of the world will give you heartache and headache. And next morning will give you hangovers. That's the fun in the world. Haven't you experienced that? And aren't you sick and tired of it? that you repeat every weekend the same thing, or every month, or every other day, whatever it is. Cut the rope. Take that step with Jesus. He says, disciples, let us go. Let us set sail. What do you have back on here? I know you have families, but sail with me. Come with me. And he's calling each and every one of us wholeheartedly, follow me. Are you willing to set sail with him? And what's the meaning of encumbrance? To, to throw every weight. You know, the athletes, and some of you, that if you run, you don't run wearing my suit. You don't run with a suit like this and heavy shoes. You run with the lightest clothes that you can ever find. Ask the professional runners, and you'll see them wearing the lightest material you can make of a pant and a shirt. Dean, right or not, you, you, were, you used to run. They, I mean, throw away everything. Why? Because they want to win the race. We are called to win the race. And I want to tell you one thing, folks. You are winners because you chose Jesus Christ as your Savior. We're not a bunch of losers sitting here and crying in our seats. We have done something that so few have the privilege to have done. And I hope God will open the eyes of many so they'll make the same choice you have made. We took Jesus Christ as our Savior. That's the foundation. This is the tradition. This is what we live for. And this is what he's saying. Come, let us go to the other side. Let us cross. Let us cross that sea, that world together. And you know the very fact that he is calling to cut the rope and not he's not leaving you alone. He is not throwing you in the sea. He is, he was in the same boat with them, right? Right? He was there with them. He says, you cross. I will be with you wherever you go. Sure, you, sh you shall have storms. Sure, you shall have tribulations. Sure, you should go everything. But I will never leave you nor forsake you. Get happy with that. 
that you are not alone. Disciples, you are going with him, and he is not going to leave you. And we are called, as these athletes are called today, to travel light. Travel light. Put on the right suit, the right dress, if you will please, for the ladies here. And travel light. And don't be encumbered with things of this world anymore. We sang this morning, are we still chasing pretty rainbows? Mm. Are we? Are we still spinning round and round? He said, cut these ropes. Cut these toys. It's enough. We've played. We've played enough. The Lord is coming soon. And the Lord is calling each and every Christian with this challenging thought. If I come tonight, will I find you playing with toys? Or else, where would I find you? In a place where you'd be ashamed to mention. Or doing something that you wouldn't want Jesus Christ to find you doing when he comes. Enough spinning round and round. Enough just changing pretty rainbows. Enough playing with toys. Let's cut the rope. Are we willing? Young man, young woman, you who are going to school or college, or you still have this whole future before you, let me assure you of one thing. If you don't cut the rope with the world and follow the Lord Jesus Christ, you are not going to see success in your life. And if you are going and riding in his same boat, your success will be with you and will follow you until you meet your Savior again soon. What is hindering you? Is it sin? We are called to throw away and put off sin that easily entangles us. There are so many nowadays. Sin presents itself in so many forms nowadays. Especially on the internet. You be careful. You be careful what, where, where to look and what to look at. And let me tell you this. The more you protect yourself and obey your Jesus and follow him and have the Holy Spirit direct your hearts, the better you are off in this world. Cut the rope. Sin forms a crippling hindrance to good running. Keep running. And the writer, he says, let us go to the other side. He's not asking them for a short trip there. And he's not thinking of a short, sharp sprint, but a race that requires endurance and persistence. Being a Christian is not for one week or two. Being a Christian is not for a season. Being a Christian is for a lifetime. A lifetime here and eternity later on. 
It's not something that we are trying. So many people say, well, try Jesus. Well, he's not a piece of cake to try him. Try this. Try coming to church. Let me say this to you. Jesus Christ is not there for a trial period. Jesus Christ is for keeps. You take him as Savior and you keep him, he will keep you. He said, I will take care of you if you take me as your Savior. I will be with you. I will walk with you. I will walk all the way and not here. It doesn't stop even in heaven. And I'll be with you forever and ever until the end of times. If there is such a thing in his presence. And as we travel and cut the rope, we travel together. You're not alone. We help and encourage each other, right? And a long distance race, we have, it might be long. A long distance race, they say, demands sustained effort by all the participants. So we are called to hang in there together, trust our Lord. Cut the rope, the sin, any encumbrance, any hindrance, anything that comes your way. And you know what is hindering you. You know some, I, my experience, 52 years walking with the Lord. I've experienced people accepting the Lord Jesus. And then you know what? They just sprint forward. And I've seen people drag and drag and drag and drag. You know why? They did not throw all the weight. They did not cut all the ropes. They did not make that cut. Soon, all the, very soon, all the teams, football teams, they have a cut. There's a cut, right, Dean? There's a cut. And they have to be, instead of 60 or 70 or start, they have to be like 52. And everybody who is not playing up to the level of what is needed by the coach is not. Thank God. What we need to cut is the sin. Is anything that will hinder your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us set sail. A boat must be light. To go forward. The second word. Leave your comfort zone. Leave your comfort zone. This was the call to the disciples. Leave the seashore. Leave the daily routine. And follow me. Is there a better man to follow today? Is there a better person to follow than the Lord Jesus Christ? Any good person you follow at a certain time in your life, you know, he will disappoint you. Anything you try to live for at a certain time in your life will disappoint you. Anything will fall down, will break down. Stop following. Leave your comfort zone. Leave the seashore. 
You've been playing on the seashore, you need to go a little bit deeper. I need to teach you how to swim. <coughs> Excuse me. You need to be swimming. I don't want you to be on the seashore like little kids anymore. I want you to grow more. I want you, when you see a sea, you jump into it. And guess what? You don't sink. You just float and swim and cross there. This meant to the disciple leaving friends. But what do I do with my friends? You know what the Bible says? You cannot be with unsaved friends and keep their friendship. They will affect you. You will not affect them. They will take you back to the old life. They will not push you forward. That means leave them. Leave everything. When Abraham was called, did he leave? You answer that. He left everything. Oh, where are we going? I said, Abraham, let's set sail. Where are we going? I'll tell you where to go. And I'll be with you. Abraham went. He didn't know where he was going. <coughs> Lord, but the Ur of the Chaldeans, I have family. You know, you see the buildings that we have. You see the shops that we have. You see me. You see my family. I have everything there. Look at my friends. He said, Abraham, Abraham, let us set sail. And Abraham obeyed the Lord, and he went with the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Was there any man in the history of mankind better than Abraham? He became the father of all generations because he followed blindly the Lord Jesus Christ. We are called, first, to cut the rope. Secondly, leave your comfort zone. But we're comfortable it's a nice place to be. This is where we want to be. Well, this is where you want to be. Thank you. Is it what, where God wants you to be? Many people come to our church. Two, three weeks later or two, three months later, they say, they don't even tell me goodbye. And then I hear that they, <coughs> they don't... Uh, they didn't like the way we worship the Lord. Fine, may God bless them. Someone said about me that I am a preacher of hell, fire, and brimstone. <laughs> one thing I hate, I hate hell. And one thing I hate, fire and brimstone. And I beg of you, Jesus Christ, this is my message always did not create you to go to hell. He created you to go to heaven. Take that and run with it. And there's only one way to get to heaven, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell me, is this, is this preaching fire and brimstone? But let them say whatever they want. They didn't want to leave their comfort zone. Maybe I convict them. Maybe they're convicted by hearing the word of God, by, by listening to the beautiful songs we, we, we sing. They are convicted. And when I'm convicted, what do I do? Lord, I will leave my comfort zone. I will leave what I'm attached to. Tell me, where do you want to take me? But Lord, this is the Caribbean. I'm sitting on my chaise lounge, and I'm lounging. Why do you want me to change and go sit on a chair like this? 
this is actually what happens in the heart of the people. Why do you want me to change? Why God? They refuse God. And I come the first time, I said, maybe they didn't, they, they'll change the preacher. Then another preacher comes, not the same, and here's the same message. You must repent and you must be born again. This is too much. I changed churches. And this is what happened. Why? Because these people want to take me away from my comfort zone. What is your comfort zone this morning? You want to go back to your jacuzzi? That's your comfort zone? We have some people have jacuzzi. This is great. Go and enjoy it. But enjoy it in the will of the Lord. Leave your comfort zone. Third, you know, I didn't come to the second part of my message yet. Do you know that? He said, let us set sail and move. Third point, move forward. First, cut the rope. Second, what? Leave your comfort zone. Thank you, Barbara. I forgot it. Ten minutes. I mean, 10%. In one week, you're going to forget. Uh, please don't. First, okay, said. We said, cut the rope. Leave your comfort zone. Third, move forward. Move forward. Move forward. Did they say when he, when he cut the rope and say, let's move? Did they go? Yes. Let us move forward. Though the journey may, may be long. It might be short. Jesus might come tonight. Moving forward, it'll take us about six hours to get to tonight. But we don't know. Though the journey is long or short, but through it, we must bear in mind not to let up. That's what I want to tell you. Not to give up. We should look away from any other object, any other person, any other thing that will stifle our move. Lack of mobility, I read this, look at this. Lack of mobility is a detriment to our growth. In a, stand, a stagnant lake, what, what happens there? So you can't drink it, can you? But in a running river, you drink water and you don't worry about that. Let's not be stagnant. We can gather all kinds of things around us. <clears throat> All kinds of microbes. Let us move forward. In the office of one of the good managers, the manager who hired me, we're going back 30 years, 35 years ago. Some of you were not born. There was a picture on the wall. And the picture was a man sitting on a bicycle with one foot on the ground and one on the pedal. And an inscription underneath saying, if you're not moving, you are going backward. True? The Christian life should never be stagnant. Are we going forward? The Christian life should never be at a standstill. Well, I've reached. You know what? 
I have not reached since 52 years with the Lord Jesus Christ. I feel like a little child still on the seashore. So who, who has reached? Never. Let us continue on. Let us strive. He said, let's go forward. And we are going. And we are going to move forward. And moving forward, you cannot move with, uh, with a lightness unless you travel light, as we said. And continue to do though. So remember, the Israelites before the Red Sea, what happened to them? They were fearful, right? Well, what's going to happen? They were perplexed. They looked. No one is going to help us. The army behind us. We cannot cross the Red Sea. The mountain is on this side. And we are doomed. To die. Remember their perplexity. Remember their fear. Remember their lack of courage. And God spoke from above. He says, Moses, Moses, what are you doing here? Go forward. That's the captain is saying, go forward. But Moses look at, looked at him and said, where are we going to go? We cannot cross the Red Sea. We cannot climb the mountain. He said, but with my power, you can climb every mountain across any sea. Just extend your hand, and the sea will open. And the sea opened, and they crossed. And they became different people after they crossed the Red Sea. They moved forward to a land filled with milk and honey. And if we continue moving forward, let me assure you of one thing. We are not going to end up in San Ramon. We're going to end up at the other seashore, which is heaven bound for us all. Cut the rope. What is hindering us? What is hindering you? <clears throat> is this your comfort zone? Is this we're happy now? We bought a house. We're doing okay. We're fine. We go Sunday to church. No, the Lord wants you more. He wants you to follow him all the way. He wants you to go forward with him. He wants you to live for him. He wants you to witness for him. And he said, I am going to be with you. But it's dangerous. Sometimes I'm a little bit shy. He will give you the courage to do it. And he will take care of you. Because he is a living savior. He is not a dead piece of wood carved into a face of God. Live for him. Let us set sail. Are you ready? Let us set sail. Let us move forward for the benefit, our own benefit, and the benefits of others who are perishing, let us go and take that gospel and change the world. And if I am speaking to someone who does not know yet the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, let me ask you one thing. All you need to do is cut the rope. I will, Lord, and I will follow you. Amen. May God bless you all. Now, that's one third. Next third, next week. Hopefully. Help me out. I promise that promise. 
Three years ago, I didn't fulfill it. Let's hope you do it. Next week, we're going to talk about the obstacles. And the week after, the Lord's purpose. Let's set sail, okay? Bow our heads for prayers. Our Father, we thank you for all your care, all your love. And you speak to us still with love and compassion as we heard this morning. And help our hearts to obey you. Cut everything, any sin, anything that really encumbers us, that hinders us to be with you and follow you. And help us not to stick to our comfort zone, but say, Lord, where you lead me, I will follow. Help each and every heart to love you more. And if there's someone who doesn't know you yet, I, Lord, I pray that you open their hearts, change their lives, have them taste the way of sailing with you. Dismiss us, we pray, in his wonderful name, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The meeting is over. May God be with you and bless you. Take care of you. And live for him.